freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today is Sunday, June 12th, 2011. This show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 4 to 6 p.m. Central Time. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, of course, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today we have a good show lined up for you. We are going to transition back into talking about subversive symbolism, which we outlined as part of our methodologies of mind control, which we have been covering basically since I began this radio program, as the 13th method out of 14 general methodologies that I'll be covering during the course of this show. After this, we'll be moving into what I term chaos sorcery which should be a very interesting series of programs coming up in the future here on What on Earth is Happening. Today we are going to be look, looking at the symbolism of the hypercube. This is a very deep occult symbol. It is generally only revealed to higher level initiates in the occult. And it is a not a very well-known symbol. And there's not a whole lot of information out there on the hypercube or what it actually represents and means. So we'll be looking at this very um, subtle and very subversive symbol on the show today. Before we do that, I want to uh, just make one brief event announcement. The Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations, a four-day conference about Nikola Tesla and his technologies is coming up right here in Philadelphia, my hometown, on July 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. There's a whole bunch of events that are going to be happening as part of this four-day conference, including a science conference, uh, a, a social gathering, a Tesla birthday celebration, and open discussions and exhibitions right um, on the lawn outside of the Independence Visitor Center 
on Independence Mall here in Philadelphia. So for more information about this great event coming up here in the city of Philadelphia and more information about the hosts of this event, the Tesla Science Foundation, please visit the Tesla Science Foundation's website at teslasciencefoundation.org. That's teslasciencefoundation.org. I'm honored to be working with this group, and I will actually be one of the um, co-master of ceremonies at the um, Tesla Science Foundation Social on July 9th. Um, there will also be a classical conference featuring the Divine Hand Ensemble, a great theremin ensemble from, from Philadelphia. So check out the Tesla Science Foundation and the Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations coming up in July. We'll be right back after these breaks, folks. Stay with us. Hey folks, we're back. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before we get started with the material for today's show, I want to make another couple of quick announcements about uh, things that I just basically uh, completed this week and posted to uh, one of the websites that I run. Um, I was one of the co-hosts of the Free Your Mind conference here in Philadelphia back in April, and um, we shot uh, over 17 hours of video for that conference in uh, HD quality, and all 16 speakers plus the panel discussion were filmed, and I am very pleased to announce that we have finally completed all of the um, editing of that footage. And it is now all online on the official conference website for free. So um, you could check out all of the speakers from the Free Your Mind conference by just going to the conference website, www.freeyourmindconference.com. And if you go to each speaker's biography page on the site, right there featured prominently will be an HD video. Um of the speaker's presentation from the Free Your Mind Conference 2011. So enjoy them. I hope you learn a lot and please spread the word and get them out to everybody. That's what this conference was all about. This conference was about speaking out, taking action, coming together for a common cause, and getting the word out. So the information is up there. The organizers have done their job and the information is now public and as they say since it's been put on the internet technically it has now been immortalized because unless you destroy this planet you're not going to destroy information once it hits the internet it's in the public domain it's shared at the speed of light and that's the way to get information out there and preserved so I want to thank all the organizers once again. They did a phenomenal job. I want to thank Tim Smith for the uh, recording of all of the uh, speakers' presentations. And I want to thank all of the speakers for uh, being a part of the event and sharing their uh, profound knowledge. So that's the first announcement. The second announcement is related to this. 
uh, on my website, I posted my presentation uh, from the Free Your Mind conference. That can be found on the news section of What on Earth is Happening and also in the video section. So it was on the use of subversive symbolism, a topic we're going to continue to discuss tonight, when, um, when it is applied against the police and military institutions and their personnel. People think that the police and military are technically on the side of the quote new world order or the the occultists that are really running things and in all honesty they may be doing their bidding but nothing could be farther from the truth the occultists do not consider the military and the police as on their side the occultists have take no sides except their own and they don't consider anyone from the general population, nor anyone from even the minions who do their bidding as among them. So, as I've said before on this show, they call people the dead. That's what they call the average ordinary person who has no idea what's really going on around them. This is their term for the average Joe who doesn't really have an expanded awakened consciousness who doesn't really understand what's taking place within them or in the world around them, can't put the pieces of the puzzle together. They call people the dead because their rationale for that is if you're not using your intelligence, if, you're not, if you don't really care about what's going on enough to find out and you're not taking any action based on what you know, for all intents and purposes, you have no consciousness and therefore you are considered dead to them. And that's one of the ways they absolve themselves from all personal responsibility by saying we're not doing this to any actual live dynamic living beings we're doing this to dead people and they really actually believe that in their own minds that if you are spiritually dead for all intents and purposes you are dead and therefore anything they do does not matter so they hate people even more than the people that they call the dead, and these are the police and military. Yes, the, the dark occultists despise, detest, and loathe these people more than any other people on the earth. And I heard this, again, as I've said before, I've used the phrase from their lips to my ears, I've heard them talk about the police and military. And they call them our dogs. That's their name for them. And we're going to see, when we look at the symbolism of the hypercube today, how this is applied specifically, targeted against police and military. So for people that want, that want to learn more about this and go even further in depth about this symbolism, I encourage you to check out my video presentation from the Free Your Mind conference entitled The Occult Mockery of Police and Military Personnel. I've also been discussing this on the Bob Tuscan show. He's had me as a guest on his show over the last couple of months, and we've covered about half the presentation. Maybe he'll bring me back on in the future for us to, to wrap it up. And, you know, we're really breaking it down and going in depth and discussing things back and forth. I like the pace, the pace that we're doing it at. At the Free Your Mind conference, we all only had about an hour. So it's kind of a hurried pace that I had to follow for the presentation there. So that is available on YouTube, on my website, and on the Free Your Mind Conference website. 
So let's get started with the material. And before we do, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to uh, first let everybody be aware of where the images are who may be listening. The images that we're going to discuss tonight, because there's always visual representations of the ideas covered here on what on earth is happening. You could find those on the radio show tab of my website, and then you will see they're listed under the player images for today's show. And I believe there are 22 images that we're going to be covering today when we discuss the symbolism of the hypercube. And those are listed there as numerical links and you click them and a slideshow comes up and you could follow along with the imagery as I discuss it. And um, second, secondly, I want to give the call-in number for the show because I will be taking calls later on. If anyone wants to call in and there are never any taboo topics here on what on earth is happening, feel free to call the toll-free number 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number 866-841-1065. No taboo topics here. There never are. I like to take calls, so we'll get into the the material on the hypercube, and then we'll take a few calls later in the show. Coming up to another break. Don't go anywhere, folks. Should be an interesting show today. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Stay with us here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. Let's jump right into the topic material for today's show. We're talking about the subversive symbolism of occultism, specifically the very well-hidden and subtle symbol of the hypercube. The hypercube if I had to pick one symbol, is the symbol of the dark occult. And I'll be explaining why that is on today's show. Let's look at image number two in the series of images that I've posted to the radio show page on what on earth is happening. This shows a rendering of the hypercube now to understand what the hypercube is and you know, we're going to get a little bit abstract on this show with the symbols okay and you have to have a good visualization capability to look at this symbol and understand what it's saying symbolically if we look at image number two we see that what the hypercube actually looks like is simply a box within a box or a cube inside of a larger cube. Okay, so it's a cube within a cube. This is referred to as a 4D cube. 
okay, a four-dimensional cube as opposed to a three-dimensional cube. If we look at image number three, this is a very, very simplistic explanation of dimensions or as they are known in the occult world or the mystical world, densities. So we are said to be living in the third density or the three-dimensional realm. If we look at a point or a singularity, meaning there's actually no space, it's just a location or a point within space, okay, within some coordinate system, that's considered no-dimensional because there's no length, there's no width, there's no depth. It's just a point, so that's 0D. If we extrude that point in any given vector, okay, meaning any given um, axis of a coordinate system, we now have one dimension. So an extruded point, meaning we have stretched it out along one vector, okay, one direction, that's considered 1D or one-dimensional. We now have measure, okay? We can measure the length of that line. If we then take the line and extrude it or stretch it out through another dimension of space, we arrive at a plane, okay? It's depicted here as simply a square, but if we look at the line as occupying all of the space within that 2D square, that's referred to as a plane. It now has two dimensions, length and width. If then we continue this and we take a plane, or in this example, a square, and we extrude it, we now have a cube, a simple three-dimensional object. So, what, that's where people's visualization capability generally ends because we live in a three-dimensional continuum. Our minds basically perceive the three-dimensional world, but since we don't live in a higher dimensional realm, it's very difficult for us to perceive any higher dimensional space, even mathematically or constructurally or in an abstract way. So, what a hypercube technically is, from a pure mathematics point of view, is simply an extruded cube. If you took a cube and then moved it so that you moved it in one direction, okay, along a straight line, and basically took the entire substance of the cube through that dimensional space, Okay, so you pulled it into a higher dimension. If you simply look at the bottom right-hand portion of that cube on the far right, the 4D image there that's listed, okay, that is a two-dimensional projection of the hypercube. But if you look at it, if you attempt to look at it in a three-dimensional way, stick with me here, this will make sense. Imagine the 3D object that you're seeing, the cube, okay, the third 
uh, I'm sorry, the fourth image on this site. So 0D the point, then 1D the line, 2D the square, 3D the cube. Imagine that object in the bottom right-hand side of the 4D object that's listed there. Look at the bottom right, and you can see the same object is there. But just imagine that it has been pulled upward and to the left. So you have another cube just above that. Okay? This is what an extrusion of a three-dimensional body looks like. And again, now we're, we're visually representing this only in two dimensions. And this will become clear in a moment what it actually represents because we'll have some animations on the site in a couple of images. So look at image number four, and this makes it a little bit easier to envision the way uh, a website that I found portrayed it. Again, zero dimensions for the point, one dimension for the line, two dimensions, you're extruding the line, okay? Then you're extruding the plane to get the cube for the third dimension, and then you're extruding the cube to get the hypercube, which is a simplified rendering of it in, in uh, part number four there, representing four-dimensional space, okay? Now... This will become very important when we understand the occultist's view of reality, what their basic overarching worldview is, and how this symbol fits in with that worldview. This is why this is their ultimate symbol. This is why this is a symbol that is only basically, the meaning of which is only taught to higher level initiates within occult orders. Because they're basically telling people through this symbol what they think of the world, everyone in it, and their position in it as well. We'll see that as we proceed. Let's look at image number five, which is an animated GIF. Okay, this is a, a simple animated web image that shows that a hypercube is basically a cube that has been rotated through another dimension of space. And if we look at the image, what we see happening in this animated image is that the object continuously expands and collapses in on itself to form what could be considered a vortex or a rotating self-contained box. Now, in the occult, this is considered a representation of our universe. And I'll explain that in more depth when we come back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. 
I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're looking at the subversive symbolism of the hypercube today, what I termed the ultimate symbol of the dark occult. For a very specific reason, if we understand what the hypercube represents, it epitomizes the worldview of the dark occultists and the way that they see themselves in relation to the world, the way they see the world at all. Okay, so we're going to get into this right now. We were looking at the animation of the hypercube in image number five on the radio show uh, tab of my website. We mo- we're going to move on to image number six, which is another animation showing the rotation of a hypercube. A hypercube is also known as a tesseract. T-E-S-S-E-R-A-C-T, tesseract. Uh, and this is a general mathematical construct. You can look this up on any web page that deals with higher dimensional math. But uh, this image will show you the rotation of the hypercube from a front angle. So I thought this was a nice complementary to the original animation and included it here. So you can see that the rotation is never-ending. And if we looked at this in, let's say, uh, circular terms or um, instead of straight lines, uh, you know, smooth arcs, it would look like a tube torus, okay? So if you're familiar with the shape of the tube torus that continuously rotates in on itself, um, that's really what we're seeing here only with a little bit more, it's a little bit more crudely drawn with straight lines, Okay, so the hypercube, the 4D cube, representing a continuously rotating box. Now, what does this mean in occult terms? Well, let's look at image number seven. Now, what I've done here on this image is show people the three-dimensional representation of the four-dimensional object known as the hypercube or tesseract on the left in blue there. Okay, On the right-hand side, you see in red a two-dimensional projection of the hypercube, of a four-dimensional object. Okay, <clears throat> You'll notice on the left-hand side that what the hypercube basically looks like all right, is from every side a pyramid with its capstone missing or cut off. And if we take each one of the six sides of that cube to be a pyramid with a square base, we see that all of the apexes of the pyramid that happen to be cut off or missing form the small cube in the middle. Okay, so the outer box is formed by the shape that, it, that represents the pyramid with the capstone cut off, which we talked about extensively on this show in past shows, all converging to form one solid cube in the middle. Now, what does that mean? What does it symbolically represent? The hypercube as the symbol of the dark occult represents mind control. 
It is the symbol of mind control. As we will see on the show today, it is heavily at work in every aspect of trying to shut down human consciousness and keep it in the limited state where it is at currently. The occultists see, the dark occultists, I should say, see the entire physical universe as a never-ending prison for spirit, for the soul, in other words. They see this place as a prison because it is governed by laws, by natural law. Dark occultists do not want to have any laws governing their conduct. They want to be able to do whatever they want with no repercussions in the form of higher law. In other words, they wish to be the creator of the universe, or quite simply, they want to be God. It's not, they don't have an integral view that everything is one, it is all governed by higher law, that higher law is here for our evolutionary growth and development, and so that we can always have the highest vision of ourselves and the world that we want to live in, that we set forth at any given time, provided we simply continue to observe the parameters and respect the boundaries of natural law. We are bound by that higher law, whether we want to be or not, even the dark occultists. They have methods for subtly subverting this and doing end runs around it because they get other people to do the things that they actually want done. They, You notice they never do it themselves. A caller called in a couple of weeks ago and said, how do they get around the karmic consequences of their actions? And my answer was simple. They don't take the actions. They get someone else who's too stupid to see what they're being really asked to do to do it for them. And we're going to talk a lot about those people here today. Unread people who don't understand one thing about what's really happening in the world following orders that are completely outside the bounds of natural law and thinking they have a right to do what they're doing. When they don't, they never have and they never will have those rights. They're delusional people. So... Going back to the dark occultist worldview as it relates with the symbol of the hypercube, the inner cube represents the prison of mind because it is formed by the intersection of all pyramids with the capstone missing. Their symbol of the stone, the pyramid made of stone, and the, the, the stone the builders being the dark occultists, the dark creators of reality, okay? The stone that they reject is the all-seeing eye or the true capstone, the true pyramidion, the all-seeing eye, the awakened self, true knowledge of the higher self is what that represents, the triangle with the eye in the middle of it with light radiating radiating out of it as we covered on the last couple of shows. So, 
the inner cube represents mind control, the prison that the mind is held in through erroneous beliefs that can be continuously fed to it, to the mind, like a drug, like a poison, a slow drip poison. The outer cube represents the physical universe, hence the base matter, because it forms the base of all the pyramids, which they consider not to be part of them, that we are not just one, that the physical and the spiritual doesn't exist here simultaneously. They consider everything separate from everything else. I'm separate from you. You're separate from me. I'm separate from the military and police. Everybody is separate from each other. We are all separate from the earth. We are all separate from the physical world and from the universe. That is their general worldview. They know that there's a spiritual dimension and reality that underlies everything and they reject it. Hence the rejection of the capstone, the stone the builders rejected. The reality is the spiritual and physical worlds are intertwined. There is no separation between them. It's a product of diseased thinking and separation thinking to think that anything is separate, including the physical world. Even religionists think this way. They think God exists outside of the natural world and we are simply living in this other reality that is separate from God. And our goal is to reconnect to the true spiritual realm by rejecting the physical realm. And this is just as diseased thinking. It's duality thinking. Dual consciousness, which will only ever get you more suffering. We'll be picking this up on the other side, where we'll go deeper into the symbolism of the hypercube and see some examples of how it's used in the modern world. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back on What on Earth is Happening. The hypercube. The subject of today's discussion on what on earth is happening. The ultimate symbol of the dark occultists. And they use it in a lot of places in modern society as we'll be seeing coming up shortly. We're looking at image number seven on the radio show page of whatonearthishappening.com showing the three-dimensional rendering of the hypercube alongside its 2D projection. And I was explaining the worldview of the dark occult, seeing everything as separate, and in addition to that, seeing the physical world as inferior to the spiritual dimension, when in fact these things are one in the same. Everything is spiritual. There is nothing that can exist outside of the one, of the all. It is all one thing experiencing itself. We need to get out of the dualistic nature 
of thinking about us versus them. And that is derived from thinking about everything in the universe as being separate from everything else, when in fact, again, they are all entangled, inextricably bound to each other and affecting each other. As a result of this poisonous worldview that the dark occultists hold, they see the entire universe as a prison, and that is the outer cube, the cube of base matter imprisoning the soul or the spirit. And in their rage about this, because they do not wish to be bound by natural law, they look at that as a prison, not something that is there for the benefit of their evolutionary development, which it is. They take the approach that this is simply the realm of hell. I'm eternally trapped here. And because I loathe and detest that situation, I'm going to take the approach of that it is better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Therefore, I am going to become lord and master of this prison, put everybody else into a deeper level of control than I am even at, and become their owners, rulers, and ultimately their god. That is their mindset to a T. And I could care less who believes that in all actuality. I know that that's the case from having been around some of these individuals. From having been at a very, very low level. Exhibiting all of the qualities that they do myself in my past. And it needing to take years of intensive suffering to the point of absolute hitting rock bottom in utter depression and isolation for me to say, hey, for me to say to myself, hey, you think this way of thinking isn't working for you? You think just maybe? Because ultimately, that's what these people feel like all the time. That is what they feel like all the time. And their life's goal is to make people feel as miserable and horrific as they do inside 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is their mission. That is their life's goal. And they're doing a great job of it. I have to commend them. I have to give them all the props that they so rightfully deserve. They're doing their work. Very successfully, I might add, because morons among the human population are all too happy to help them do it because they have no self-respect. And you think that's harsh? I could really care less. Again, as I said, I don't do this show to make friends with people. It's not a popularity contest. I'm not worried about who I'm going to offend by speaking the truth. 
I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to tell you what's actually taking place in the world, hence the title of the show. People want things sugar-coated and spoken in sweet and, and, and nice tones, like, like spoon-feeding a little baby or bottle-feeding a baby. Well, sometimes you just have to buck up and understand what's really going on around you and become an adult about it and employ some will, some free will in relation to the nature of the situation. So I make no apologies when I, you know, say things straightforwardly and if they need to be said harshly, then they're said harshly. So going back to what the hypercube represents, the inner cube represents the mind prison that the dark occultists want to create, the world of mind control. So they're putting people in a smaller box than they are in. And that's the only way that they can control people. That's it. They understand the higher nature of the reality that we're living in. They loathe, detest, and despise it. And therefore, they want to keep people's consciousness in a smaller box than that so that it can be controlled. And hence, the box within the box. The cube within the cube. If we look at the two-dimensional projection in red in this image number seven, again, this is the extruded cube or the hypercube as seen in two-dimensional space, okay? What we are actually seeing here is an octagon. If we just take the outline of this shape, it forms an octagonal or eight-sided figure. The octagon is one of the ways the dark occultists employ the concept, the symbolic concept of the hypercube in their usage of symbolism. Another way that they employ the usage of the hypercube, okay, because they're not going to represent it in the way that you see it there to the left as a cube inside of an, another cube with the lines connecting the, the corners of the cube, people would immediately recognize that as a hypercube. So they want to be a little bit more subtle than that. You know, you might start asking questions if you saw that image of a hypercube everywhere. But you take away most of its lines and look at it from a, a 2D projection take away most of the lines in that projection, and then you use it as an octagon, hardly anybody asks any questions. Another way that it is looked at is two boxes, which are often depicted as being right on top of each other, or sometimes depicted as turned at 90 degree angles to each other. Or I should say 45 degree angles to each other. Okay? So two squares, one rotated at a 45 degree angle on top of each other, or boxes. This is a representation of the hypercube. Okay, two-dimensional realities intertwined. The third dimension intersecting into the fourth dimension. Okay, now... This is where a lot of the dark occultists say that they are connected to and derive some of their power from. And I would say it's where they're being controlled by as well. Because you think that human beings are at the top 
of all of the control and the hierarchy and the mind control that's going on, they are controlled puppets themselves. doesn't matter how high you go into the hierarchy in human form, there is something beyond it. A caller called in and asked this question, what I think is the highest level of this hierarchical control system? Does it go beyond human? I said, yeah, it goes beyond human. It goes into the, the realm of principality and higher dimensions. And just it comes to a point where it's all based on the same force, one force called fear. Because you have to be in fear to be a puppet. Period. So ultimately, does it matter who's controlling it at the highest end? No, it does not. The game is always played the same through fear. That's the method to get into the mind in order to control it. And ultimately, all of these controllers, no matter what level of the system they operate at, are all fearful little children in their actual psychological and spiritual makeup. We'll be right back, folks. The people who are currently in control of this planet wanting to reign as God in a world that they've turned into hell rather than live in harmony with natural law, which would create heaven on earth. They would rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. We were looking at image number seven over the last couple of segments, and I'm going to transition now into from looking at what the hypercube represents to seeing how it's used in the world. So let's move on to image number eight, where we see the most ubiquitous place that we will see the hypercube in everyday life. It is at every street intersection, practically the stop sign. Now people will say, okay, it can't be that simple. Occult symbols can't be all around us just like that. A stop sign as an occult symbol. Well, the stop sign is based on the octagon. The octagon is based upon the hypercube. It is derived from the 2D projection of the hypercube. Any shape could be the shape of a sign. A stop sign could have been made square. It could have been made circular, but it is octagonal. And there is a reason for that. This shape is an archetype. It is the archetype of the prison. And we're going to see how it's used in that capacity. The command stop is not just saying that 
to the driver in the car as they approach the intersection. It is saying that to anyone who looks at the sign. It is immediately going into the subconscious mind. You are being told to stop continuously at every corner, every place you walk. The frequency red, the color red, which is a frequency of a wavelength of light, is being used in conjunction with this command inside of the octagon or the hypercube. And it is ultimately saying to you to stop your forward progress, stop your development, stop your seeking, stop your striving for freedom, for truth, for answers. It's saying stop to evolutionary development as a whole to everyone that looks at that sign. There's a reason the colors are used as well, as we saw when we looked at different frequencies and how they relate to the brain. Red is a predominantly left-brained responding frequency. This is where they want to hold people. And the part of the brain that has no connection to intuition, to creativity, to the sacred feminine. We'll pick this up on the other side. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Be right back, folks. Welcome back, everyone. We were looking at the stop sign in the way as a octagonal projection of the hypercube, it affects human consciousness, being at just about every crossroads we come to. Let's continue to look at some of the places that the hypercube or its other forms, the octagon and the double square is used in the modern world. And this next section we'll be focusing on, and this is a subset of some of the presentation uh, that I did at the Free Your Mind conference. This next section will deal with how the symbolism of the hypercube is used in relationship to police and military. Again, the, the groups of people that the dark occultists refer to as our dogs. And police and military, I really, honestly, it's not my business whether you want to accept that. But I'm telling you, that's what they call you. I know that's what they call you. I heard them refer to you as that from their lips. So, believe whatever you want. That's how your owners think of you. I know anybody that told me that they thought of me as, as their dog. You think I'm going to listen to anything else that you have to say and orders that you bark at me? You're the dog, not me. And anything else that comes out, out of your trap is going to sound like rough, 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 rough to me. 
Because if you told me that you have such little respect for me that you consider me your pet, you think I'm going to do anything that you command me to do? Yet this is what goes on every single day. Every single day of these people's lives following orders of people who think of them as their pets. I, I mean, it boggles my imagination. And, you know, in a way, I understand how people might be hesitant to accept that because it's so uncomfortable. And this is what some of the dark occultists that I worked with basically said to me in so many words. You think that you're going to go and tell the dead what we do and they're going to get it. They're going to you're going to explain it to them in a way that they can understand. See, they, they look at people as not even animals, as lower than animals with no intelligence factor at all. And they would say to me when, when they knew I was uncomfortable with what was going on and, you know, they were going to lose one. The idea was you're going to go and cast pearls before swine and they're going to hate you for it. And honestly, I don't care whether that's true. Maybe it is true. Then so be it. Again, as I've said many times on the show, I'm not doing this for people. I'm doing this because I serve the truth herself and no other. That's who my vow has been taken to. No earthly institution, no, no, no person or group of people. Truth herself. The sacred feminine. The goddess, if you will. So, they, they said to me, you're going to go and tell and expose to these people that we own them and expect them to understand and, and accept that. Th they said to me, if we came with you and told people this, they wouldn't believe us. And we could tell them exactly what we did and how we did it. They said they would choose not to believe their own owners that are telling them how they're owned. Because they're in such psychological denial. That's what was said to me. Before I completely got out of the institutions that I was involved with. So let's, let's move on and look at some of this symbolism in relationship to police and military. Slide number nine is a quote from the researcher David Icke, who I have profound respect for, for speaking his truth without being afraid of any repercussions or what anyone thinks about him. One of the most courageous people I know. If everybody had his courage, the world would be free tomorrow. In his book, The Biggest Secret, he talks about the symbolism of the hypercube without actually naming it as such. He says the double square. Now, double square, you could substitute hypercube. It is the same thing. 
essentially. The double square, one square on top of another in any form, is more secret society symbolism. He calls it secret society symbolism. I refer to it as occult symbolism. In the secret language of symbolism, one square on top of another means control of all that is right and all that is wrong, all that is just and all that is unjust, all that is positive and all that is negative. In other words, the double square means, quote, we control everything. Now, for the police or military personnel that might happen to be listening to this radio show or podcast, this does not mean that you control everything. It means that dark occultists who put this symbolism there control everything, including you, including your mind, including your actions. They own you. You're owned. Wholly owned. Lock, stock, and barrel. So let's look at the symbol itself. Here we see the Sussex Police logo with the double square. One square and then another square rotated 45 degrees and put on top of it or intertwined with it. You'll see the crown of Great Britain on top of the double square because this is the what they're upholding. The rights that they're upholding are not the people's rights. It's the divine right to rule that the dark occultists claim and the royal families claim to own and rule over the people because of their bloodline that is being upheld by the police in any country. Let's look at the doves that are on this symbol briefly and the configuration they're in. We'll do that when we come back after this break. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll continue to break down the occult symbolism of the hypercube here on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, we're talking about the occult symbolism of the hypercube, what I refer to as, as the ultimate dark occult symbol and the symbol of mind control. So we're looking at image number nine on the What on Earth is Happening website on the radio show page. Click the radio show tab from whatonearthishappening.com. You'll see images for today's show listed. We were looking at the quote from David Icke about the hypercube or the double square. In image number 10, you see an animation of this police um, emblem. And it shows the two squares 
outlined in red, and then in the intersection of the two squares, then I have outlined the octagon or the hypercube, showing that these symbols are indeed one and the same. Before the break, I mentioned the configuration of doves on this image, again, often used in conjunction with the British crown. You see the equal-armed cross atop the crown, along with the fleur-de-lis, the lily flower representative, representative of the uh, royal bloodline from which the crown of England claims its right to rule. The doves are in the configuration of four up, one down, or you could look at it as two up, three down. And we've seen that symbolism before when we looked at the inverted pentagram. Simply connect them and you will have the inverted pentagram on that shield. Consider each dove as one of the points of the pentagram. Duality raised, the trinity put down. Or, if you look at it as four up, one down, the material elements, earth, air, water, fire, of the physical realm raised up above the fifth element of the spirit, which is buried. What do they do with this symbol? Well, that's even more interesting than the symbol itself. Let's look at image number 11. Here we see it used. It is placed on the head of the police, specifically in the location of the forehead, the prefrontal neocortex, which is supposed to be the most rational area of the brain and containing all of the highest brain functions. Instead, the symbol of mind control is placed there on the third eye chakra. In conjunction with this subversive symbol of the hypercube, which represents mind control being placed right on one of their mind controlled minions, they have another incredibly subversive symbol, the checkerboard floor of the house, which we saw from the first degree tracing board of Freemasonry. This symbol, which we saw, represents low consciousness, base consciousness, the checkered life of the person who knows nothing of natural law, wanderer on the floor of the house, wandering between light and darkness, never know, knowing which is which, the pawn that can be controlled in the game of chess, which is fashioned upon this pattern that can be moved by the chess master at whim because this person doesn't know themselves because they are under mind control because the chess master is at a higher level of awareness looking at the game board floor from overhead whereas the pawn on the game board cannot barely see two squares ahead of him he can only see the one square that's immediately around him, if that. So you can see how subversive this symbolism is and what they're saying to a member of the police. And cops in America, if you think this just applies to Brit British police, you're kidding yourself because wait until we see what one of the usages of the hypercube is in relationship to you. 
The floor of the house wrapped around the brain itself, wrapped around the temple of Solomon. The human neocortex, the left and right brain hemispheres, the hemisphere of the sun and the moon, wrapped around the temple in man, the human brain. And then upon the prefrontal cortex or third eye is placed the symbol of mind control. And I mean, people don't see this because they know nothing of the occult. And they think you're just seeing things in patterns that you want to see. No, I'm explaining very specific occult symbols that were actually conveyed to me when I was a member of the occult and then further studied in, in, on my own time because I pursue knowledge voraciously. And these are known symbols of occultism being used for a very specific purpose. And that purpose is what the stated intent of this symbol is all about, which is mind control. So this has nothing to do with my interpretation of something. I'm telling you what these symbols represent according to the people who made them. And there you see them being used for that very purpose. And what they're saying to the person is, you're so clueless, you're so dumb, you're so painfully dumb that we can put a symbol right on your body that is mo mocking you in the open and telling you that you're a slave, a pawn, and a mind-controlled minion that we own, and you are too dumb to be able to see it. And get as offended as you like, folks. Police and military out there who may be listening, take a total offense if you want. You're the one who is being completely mocked and ridiculed. Not me. They're not mocking and ridiculing me. They know I know what they know. See? So they're not going to mock and ridicule me. In knowledge, I'm their equal. The place where it differs in is heart and care and what course of action we're going to take and how we're going to attempt to correct the situation that we're in. That's where I disagree with the dark occultists. We, we share the same knowledge. But for the people who are involved in an institution like this, you're clueless. And you're being told you're clueless openly. You're being laughed at. I can't even tell you the, the demonic laughter that I heard when police and military would be brought up in, in places of meeting. When I, when I would attend dark occult rituals, meetings, etc. The, the, the way that the, they look at the police and military, I'm telling you, they, they honor and respect their Animals, they honor and respect animals. Forget dogs that they might keep as pets or cats. Of They have high respect for them in relation to people. They have more respect for cattle that they would be getting ready to butcher to eat than they do you. And I'm telling you that their view of the police and military is a thousand times lower than the average public who just happen, happen to be buying their lies in the media. A thousand times lower, a thousand times less respect 
than who they call the dead because they look at it like they're so stupid they'll do it to their own kind. They'll enslave their own kind for a paycheck. That's how they think of, of these people. And could I, could I openly announce on the air that I think the dark occultists are wrong or incorrect? I, I wish I could, folks, but I couldn't do it. Because they have it exactly right. That's exactly as it is, sadly. We'll be right back. We're back on what on earth is happening. Talking about the mockery of the police and military through the symbolism of the hypercube, the symbol of mind control and the dark occult. We were looking at image number 11, an animated gif showing the hypercube on the head of a mind controlled minion of the dark occultists, a police officer from Sussex, England. Let's look at the next image, image number 12. And what I want you to keep in mind when looking at these images of the police, take a look in their faces. The, the camera really captures the essence of the being in these cases. Look at the eyes, which they say are windows to the soul. These are some of the most fear-filled individuals that you will ever see. In your life, you could just intuitively sense it. You can just see that these people are just totally fearful. I mean, look at image number 12 and 13, where we see the further usage of the hypercube, the double square, and the octagon. In conjunction, in image number 13, with the floor of the house wrapped around the brain. And just take a look at the expressions on the faces of these police. It's, it's like children. It's, it, these, are, these are beings who never psychologically grew up. They never emotionally grew up. And they certainly never spiritually grew up. And you know what? I feel that I do have the right to say that. I know what being grown up or raised is in those capacities. And when people are being used to usurp my rights and other people's rights, yeah, I do have the right to say that they are spiritually, psychologically, and mentally broken. And let's look at the word broken as an example. What does it mean to be broken? Well, it means something doesn't really work right anymore. It means it's in fragmented in pieces. It's not whole. It is no longer one. But more than that, the word broken is what we use when we refer to breaking an animal, breaking the will of an animal so that it obeys unquestioningly. These people are broken in every one of these aspects. Their will to resist is broken. They obey unquestioningly. They're broken people. The mind is broken through fear and trauma. And they're definitely not whole individuals. And that's why the symbol, their mark is being put on them. The, the mark of the dark occultist is being placed on the head. On the head. Does this sound familiar to any, any people who may be familiar with uh, some of the prophecies in Revelation? 
They'll put their mark upon you. The mark of the beast of the dark occult of mind control. These are the beast men who are undeveloped in thought, emotion, and action. Oh, they're developed in action, all right, just not right action. Back to image number 12 quickly, we see the hypercube used in conjunction with the Sussex police logo once again, again, right on the forehead of this British cop. Image 13 showing it in conjunction on the forehead, on the hat of Sussex police with the checkerboard floor of the house wrapped around the brain. Image 14 shows American police more usage of the hypercube. Their hats are eight-cornered hats. And on top of the crown chakra is being placed the black octagon. This is an actual photo of a police hat from the front and from the top. And there you see it. The octagon, the hypercube, the tesseract, the symbol of mind control, and where is it placed? Right on top of the crown chakra. The highest point of energy at the top of the head, which is supposed to represent unity consciousness, the coming together of the left and right brain hemispheres, where the kundalini energy rises and eventually out, outpours and outflows to make a deeper connection to the oneness of the universe. But instead, it's blocked See, this is, this is Stargate symbolism, but it's closed Stargate symbolism. The third eye, the real Stargate that opens up the crown chakra eventually is closed. It's, it's closed by a black door, a gate, gated shut and locked and sealed with the symbol of mind control. The occultists know exactly what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen, exactly what they're doing. And it's targeted and it's directed toward people who are no nothings, no nothings. And I'm not afraid to say it openly like that. These people know nothing of who owns them. Zero. And like I've said on previous shows, they have what I call negative knowledge. The concept of negative knowledge. Not only are you a complete know-nothing, you're attached to all kinds of erroneous beliefs and ideas that you've been that you've been sold and that you've bought. You've bought it wholesale. The double square in image number 15 in the commando unit, second commando unit of the armed forces. With the blade, another phallic symbol. And there, the, the double square, the patch of U.S. Army Special Forces shown in image number 16 is octagonal, as are many military badges and patches. Image 17 is one of the darkest occult symbols that I know of, having combined so many different dark occult symbols into one emblem, the Military Medal of Valor, which is given ostensibly to the people that that show and display bravery above and beyond the call of duty. However, this symbol has so many occult symbols, I don't know where to begin. The inverted pentagram, inside of which is the goddess of care, inside the inverted pentagram, which we talked about these symbols, the symbol of the goddess representing the sacred feminine, 
named after the dove, Columbia. It is Isis. It is Mary. It is Semiramis. It is, it is the dove of the, the, the symbol of the sacred feminine, of true care, placed inside the inverted pentagram with, again, the four points upward representing earth, air, water, and fire, the material world, and then the fifth element thrust downward, the spiritual nature of man. Two up, two points upward representing the horns of the goat and duality, us versus them thinking, dual consciousness, divided consciousness, raised above the three, the trinity, thought, emotion, and action. Father, mother, and child. But above, on the ribbon, we see the 13 stars in the configuration of surprise, the double square, one on top of another. Inside of which, it is inside the octagon that forms the backing of the metal, where the ribbon is at. And the ribbon is folded into a pyramid with the capstone missing. Or the symbol of Satanism, which is the trapezoid. Yes, the inverted pentagram with the goat's head is one of the sigils or emblems of Satanism, but its actual archetypal form, which if you read into the works of Satanism, you will discover is the case, their actual form or shape that represents the whole ideology of Satanism, the satanic ideology and way of being in the world is represented by the trapezoid. So this symbol is laden. The military medal of valor is laden throughout with occult symbolism, dark occult symbolism at that. Look at the cage fighting sport. Okay? Inside the octagon, the cage, the prison. And we put two prisoners inside the prison and let them go to work murdering each other. One of the sports that damages the human brain far beyond any other. You think you have a working, a fully working, healthy neocortex participating in stuff like this? You clearly can't care too much about your brain. Believe me, I don't want any physical altercation unless I need to defend my life. And then it's going to be done in a way that is as precision as possible, if you know what I mean. But getting in, in a, a cage and fighting another slave in the world for some sick notion of glory is just out of control male ego. And yeah, I understand there's a, a strategy to it and everything. I get all of that. But it's really just trying to say, I'm in control of you. Inside the symbol of control. The octagon. We'll look at the last couple of symbols and then we'll go to the phones after we come back. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Okay, folks, we're back on What on Earth is Happening. This is the last segment. I'm going to quickly go through the last four images on the radio show page images for today's show at whatonearthishappening.com and then I'm going to take a couple of calls to take us out 
Image number 19. Security systems constantly use the symbol of the octagon, again, representing lockdown or control. And again, it's connected with the dynamic of fear. Be fearful. You need this. You need our protection. It says it all in the first image in the upper left-hand corner. I like that one the best. It's a little image of a uh, a prisoner behind bars in the middle of the octagon because that's what the symbol ultimately is all about. Keeping us contained. And of course, it's used in conjunction with the concept of security or safety over freedom. Image number 20 shows Salvador Dali, the famous artist, his rendering of the hypercube, the crucifixion scene depicting Jesus crucified on the hypercube cross. This is yet another way of looking at the hypercube. It is actually a cube that is extracted into higher dimensional space. So it is actually eight cubes or what they call cells in mathematics arranged in a cross configuration. And you see the checkerboard floor there below representing lower consciousness. And you see the way that higher consciousness is crucified is through mind control. Christ consciousness put to death through the hypercube and the sacred feminine waits for that Christ consciousness to be restored or awakened or resurrected. Image number 21, the totalitarian society depicted by the Ink Soak regime in George Orwell's dystopian novel 1984. This from one of the movie depictions of 1984, Big Brother, Inside the Octagon, Total Control. And when it comes to total control, we think of Fort Knox in image number 22, lockdown. They've stolen all of our gold and they have it under lock and key, mind control. Think about it from a symbolic perspective. The dark occultists have stolen all of our alchemical gold our real money, our real moan eye, the one eye, the all-seeing eye within us all, the connection to higher self. And that's the only way they can build their totalitarian police state with people who don't understand the connection to higher self because they are under mind control and all of their gold has been taken. Let's go to the phones. Larry in Louisiana. Larry in Louisiana, you are on What on Earth is Happening. Are you there? Me? Hello, Larry. Yes, can you hear me okay? There you go, I can hear you now. Okay, good. In your dealings with the occult, uh, did you get an offer to for whatever wish that you would have to sell your soul, and did you get a, a image of an aberration or a spirit or an angel who came to you with a hooded uh, cloaked robe with a papyrus paper in one hand rolled up and a quill pen in the other, and all you had to do was etch yourself with the quill pen and ink it with blood and sign that uh, paper and hand it back. Uh, no, I did not know on both accounts. I came to the occult willingly, as most of the people who come in from the outside do. They're put through a rigorous psychological profiling 
to see if they are if they have an underlying psychopathic tendency not necessarily being genetic psychopaths but have a tendency towards psychopathy i i believe that once you display enough psychopathic tendencies they begin to take you up into higher levels for grooming to further their agenda and when you're no longer any use to them they either just marginalize you or if you are in if you are in possession of some of their uh, knowledge of their crimes sometimes then they may decide to eliminate you this not being the case in my instance they just said go and do whatever you want and we're going to ignore what you do because you think you're going, like I said, it was, it was, the attitude was you couldn't possibly hurt us by just divulging this to people who are dumber than a brick. In all honesty, they think they have this place on such total lockdown that they have nothing to worry about. And, you know, maybe it's just my innate neg negativity, but I don't really see any signs of their grip of control changing. I mean, I want to I, I want to hear a cop call in and tell me he's quit his job and done something else in right livelihood or a soldier who is said I saw all of this and I quit now soldiers definitely there are signs of them some of them waking up and, and leaving the military because of things that they have seen I want to see a cop who was getting paid on a regular basis maybe had a pension coming and said I'm up and out of here because I know who ultimately owns this institution. I haven't seen it. As a matter of fact, they're ten times more gung ho than any military. But no, I've never, I've never seen apparitions or conjured demons myself. Again, my involvement was more in an ideological nature in the occult. Here we go, caller from Eureka, California. You're on. What on earth is happening? What do you have for us, caller? Are you Hello? there? Yes. Yeah. Hi, hi, Mark. Love your show. Thanks for speaking the truth, man. Thank you. I, I also, uh, I think you glossed over a real important point and uh, something I think you ought to elaborate on okay. a little bit more. Maybe, and I can't remember exactly how you put it, but, you know, you look around and what's going on in this world, and if it wasn't for the fact that, that we've bought into all these lies, we really would be living in the Garden of Eden here. That's absolutely right. Yeah, we th th for the lie to be sold, there has to be a buyer. Think about it, folks. Yeah. We're the one ultimately doing this to ourselves because we refuse to desist in the actions that we are continuing to take that are in blatant violation of natural law. That's what natural law is here in place to do, to create a paradise around us if we will simply follow its unbreakable boundaries, really. I mean, we are bound by natural law, whether we want to be or not. That's the control system that is put in place for our evolutionary development. Not to, not to put us in a prison, not to bind us so that we don't grow. It's, it's the thing that creates growth and spiritual development. We're actually stunting our own evolution by refusing to go along with it and by buying all of these nonsensical lies that the dominator culture continuously puts out there. Great point, caller. Here we go. Another caller. You're on live on What on Earth is Happening. What do you have for us? Caller, are you there? Uh, are you talking to me? Yes. You're on live. <clears throat> oh, hi, Mark. I wasn't sure which you were thinking. Um, uh, very quickly, um, 
I started listening to you after you um, after your first interview on Gnostic Media, yes. and I've finally worked my way through all of the former podcasts. Um, in talking about like the uh, Sabbaths and things like that, and how the Dark Cult uses ordinary celebration and converts that energy to their purpose, is there possibility with intent of us? taking that back or like say on a mayday is it most beneficial to just try and expose to people what the ultimate use behind that is there's always power in numbers the universe is based the law of attraction is based on a quantum effect quantum means an amount so the more people that come together to any for any purpose the stronger the intent that goes out to, to create that manifestation is going to be and the occultists know this which is why they gather in numbers so absolutely coming together in larger and larger numbers is definitely one of the ways that we can start to reverse the flow of that energy and send it in the positive direction so that's a great point let's see if we can get one more call in here we go caller you're live on what on earth is happening you can take us out what do you have checking for us? in from Checking in from Cincinnati, Ohio. It is Bob from Cincinnati. Mark, how are you? Great to hear from you, my friend. Oh, it's always a pleasure, and I'm so happy to talk to you. Quickly, Mark, I know we're running out of time. Uh, the chemtrails are still going on. They're flying much higher than they used to. The planes are still out there. I'm going to check in from the Midwest that they are still flying. Number two, the octagon. The President of the United States is sworn in on a giant octagon on a cold January morning on the 20th. Uh, he stands on an octagon while his overseers and occultists uh, agree, they're gleeful that the president is also mind-controlled. Number two, uh, Kubrick, as we discussed before, uh, he uh, used the eight-pointed star and eyes wide shut to, to denote the mind control of the monarch slave program. Uh, Bob, that's all we have time for, Bob. We'll see you next week on What on Earth is Happening. Goodbye, folks.